One of our goals for 2021 is to help as many people as possible overcome their financial fofu. So we've got a big favour to ask. Please like, rate and share our podcast. The ratings make our podcast easier for others in need of a little financial backup to find us. We also love a little bit of feedback. So tell us the bits you love and any bits you don't and send through any topics you'd love to hear more of. Thanks all. Welcome to the Financial Fofu Podcast. I'm Trudy Cowan. I'm Sarah Eiferman. It's February already. <laughs> I know. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Mm, usually, you know, days turn into night and then it turns into weeks. Mm, but it felt like it was only Christmas a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. It's just gone in a blur. I think the year's going to be like that after last year. It just seems to be everybody I speak to is crazy hectic at the moment yes i don't know if it was a january thing maybe but i don't think so Mm. hopefully it means the economy is starting to kick on again yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens come march um with the end of job keeper um how that impacts spending because that's what keeps things going although i think the number of businesses on job keeper has continued to drop yeah which is great news i guess for the economy it mm-hmm. means businesses are starting mm-hmm. to increase their turnovers again and i know like the home builder grant and stuff a lot of like the that's expired now if you haven't got your contracts in mm. you don't qualify for it so um it'll be interesting to see how much of that keeps the economy popping because we know our economy is based on our construction industry it's yes. like the base of it <laughs> if that's not turning over the rest of us aren't mm. and the reserve bank came out yesterday well, you might guys might not hear this for another week, but as we we're recording yesterday, the Reserve Bank came out and put a hold on interest rates. No changes. No, not for now. No, not um, entirely unexpected. No, and if, if cost of living goes up a little bit this year as well, that's going to have an impact on uh, the way the RBA views the rate anyway, because cost of living increases. It's like fuel going up. It has the same impact on the economy as a rate rise. So. They're very conscious. They're like walking on thin ice at the moment with how they're managing everything to make sure that we don't start sliding backwards. But property is booming. Um, Can't see that slowing down anytime soon either. So unless we see uh, a delinquency rate increase or massive... um, We can't hand back your keys in Australia like you can in America. (laughs) But, um, you know, people going into arrears, not being able to pay their debt, foreclosure, um, financial hardship claims, um, more properties flooding the market as a result of that. Um, I think you're going to see property continuing to increase because people that are looking to leave, especially Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, are still wanting the most that they can get for their sale price so they yeah, can take it right. with them to, to, you know, tree change or sea change. So, mm. um, And I guess with interest rates so low, if you haven't checked your rates on your mortgages or other various mm-hmm. loans, do so now because yep. there are actually some really good rates around. Crazy rates around yeah. at the moment. Definitely time to do a bit of a check on that. Yeah, absolutely. But today, if we get into it, we're going to have a bit of a chat around, do I need that asset? Yep. It's a common question, right? Yeah, definitely a common question. Well, it's a common question that we have. Yes. Well, it's a common question that we get from our clients. Yeah. And that we ask to our clients. I want an asset, but do you You need need that asset and what that looks like? So how about you kick off from your side of things, Drew? Well, often the question around buying big assets comes up for me as part of a tax planning process. Mm -hmm. So that's really, we're getting towards the end of financial year. We start sitting down, having a look at a client's um, potential tax position. And is there anything that we should be doing to try and improve that position? Common way we do that is buying assets. Yep. 
Why, you ask? Well, particularly at the moment, there's this thing floating around called the temporary full expensing of assets. Now, what that actually means is that if your asset meets certain conditions, you can deduct the full cost of that asset in the current year. Yeah, that's COVID measure still. That's a COVID that's measure. It says temporary. Um, <laughs> certainly is. It applies to probably everyone that's listening because it applies to all businesses with an aggregated turnover under five billion. Yeah. Um, if you've got over five billion, please let us know because we'd love <laughs> to know that, that you're listening. Um, it applies to buying secondhand assets as well mm-hmm. as that's the difference here on new ones yeah um, and if you're a small business and you've pulled all your assets you can actually write off the closing balance of that pool of that pool um as well yeah common misconception though is that when people hear i can write off the cost of my asset mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you get the cost of the asset back from the government so what does it mean it means that you get to claim a tax deduction for the cost of that asset so let's use a company as an easy example a small company is paying tax at 27 cents and a half percent um so if you buy an asset for ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars you'll get a tax benefit of 27 and a half percent. Twenty-seven and a half thousand dollars on ten grand. Twenty-seven and a half thousand dollars on ten grand. No, not that. Yeah. So you don't get the full ten thousand back. Yeah. You'll get two thousand seven hundred fifty as a benefit. But here's the thing, you have to be making money yes. and paying tax to get a tax deduction so that's right so in most cases what it'll do is actually just reduce the amount of tax that you need to pay yeah um if you're already because of covid in a position where you're sort of bordering on a loss Mm -hmm. you don't actually have to apply the full expensing and you can do normal depreciation as per usual which is an important thing to to note as really important for lending especially Mm -hmm. in the residential space Mm -hmm. um if you have a trading entity and a trust separately Mm -hmm. um it depends on the lender's policies they all have different ones which is really helpful Mm -hmm. uh but um often if you've written off the small business pool you may only be able to add back 20 percent of that whereas if you had written off the normal business pool you'd be able to add back 80% of that. Yeah. So it is really important that if you are doing your tax planning and you are planning on doing any lending in the future, Mm -hmm. that you get in touch with your broker and ask them the questions around, how does the depreciation in my financial statements affect my ability to borrow for a loan? Yeah. And definitely let your accountant know that you are going Mm -hmm. for that loan because it's something that they can bring up with you. Absolutely. As well. So tax planning, we're looking at the full expensing of assets. So clients often go, well, I want to buy a car or a piece of equipment Mm, or or something to help with their business. Mm -hmm. My next question back usually is, but do you need Need that that asset asset. (laughs) or do you just want that asset? And the reason that I sort of ask these questions is because as a business, you're trying to make money. Mm -hmm. Spending money on an asset is not always the most helpful way to make money, but it comes down to a few things. What's the strategy for your business, what are your plans yep. over yep. the next 12 months? You know, are you planning on growing? Um, do you need that equipment in order to grow? Are you trying to reduce some other costs? For example, I had a client who was trying to reduce their rubbish removal costs. Mm. So they bought themselves a small truck so they could do the rubbish removal themselves rather than having to hire skips and get other people in. Yep. So does it fit into that plan of just changing the way that you do your business slightly and to change the way you're spending your money? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's really important. We've talked about this in prior episodes, how planning is super important. Often I work with my clients on 
let's look at five years and work backwards because mm. then we can kind of put the right pegs in the right holes between now and then. And then in conjunction in tax planning, it really allows us to build that roadmap to what their needs are and plan out when they need to buy assets mm. and when they should not buy assets um, and how, how that impacts their cash flow. Yep. Because if you don't have the cash to buy an asset, you have to get a loan. Mm-hmm. If you get a loan, you need to be able to make a repayment. Yep. So sometimes the circumstances are if the expense that they're already paying, for example, your skip business example, um, if that's the cost of the repayment on the asset, that's a win. Yeah. Right. But if they don't have the capability in their cash flow to make that loan repayment, Mm. that's a problem. It is. On the flip side... If they're not going to get a loan, they're going to pay cash. If the asset's $40,000, some for some people, $40,000 straight out of their bank's their bank account is really going to hamstring their ability to, to trade and fund yeah. um, their business moving forward. So paying cash may not be a good scenario either, but you don't know that if you haven't looked at the future plans yeah. of buying that asset. And, and as you say, cash flow is really important. Because if you're in a position where you're struggling with cash flow as it is, you don't want to be throwing more debts or expenses into that mix. You actually need to get your cash flow right. Just putting a noose around your neck. Yeah. And and, and it's all it is is delaying the problem as well. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we don't buy the asset. It's maybe we don't buy it right now. Yes. And we buy it in six or 12 months time when the cash flow situation has improved. Or we look at a secondhand asset instead of a new one. Yes. Uh, Especially in the excavation civil work space. Mm. I mean, that can be the difference of $300,000. Yeah. By waiting... Um, you either wait six months and buy new mm. or we buy now for something cheaper yeah. um, to get you across the line. And I know it's not necessarily ideal in your idea of what you want, but if it's going to impact your cash flow, yeah. you're in problem. And here's the basic fundamental thing that a lot of business owners just don't seem to click. If you don't have cash flow to pay your bills and you're constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul, you are trading insolvently. Mm. You're in breach of your obligations and the corporations act as well. Yep. Now, it's not often that we hear of people, especially small businesses, yep. that get called to account on that. But that's the crux. You are not making money in any way, shape or form. You are not running a business well. You're not trading solvently. By getting debt at that point in time, even if you can, mm. all you are doing is turning a problem now, a cash flow problem now into a long-term problem. And some people really need to look at and ask themselves, uh, should I be packing up shop now and <laughs> stop this business because it's not making money? Or what do I need to do to be trading solvently so that I can look at other types of equipment or things that go with that? Yeah. So we've looked at there's tax benefit for us to buy yeah. the asset we've looked at it makes sense for our strategy that yeah. we need this asset for our business for improvements growth yeah. whatever the case may to be operate <laughs> <laughs> we've looked at cash flow makes sense what else do we need to consider well i suppose if you then want to look at the types of lending yeah. that goes with it um Traditionally, in the small business space with equipment, uh, you know, cars or, you know, yellow goods as they're called, so excavators, etc., um, you would find that often a commercial hire purchase was what was recommended. So there was a chattel mortgage or there was a commercial hire purchase. And commercial hire purchase, the, the asset sits on the balance sheet of the lender and you make repayments. Um, versus uh, a chattel mortgage where the chattel, i.e. the goods, has a mortgage 
raised against it um, and the the asset sits on your balance sheet not the bank's balance sheet so there's difference obviously tax benefits on either side as to what how much you can claim of the repayment versus um, depreciation because if you don't have the asset on your balance sheet there's no depreciation that That's you can right. claim so often accountants will recommend that instead of a CHP a commercial hire purchase you would, would take a chattel mortgage yep. um, but sometimes chattel mortgages are a little bit restrictive often especially since GSTs come around um, there's a requirement in some facilities to make a payment of um, the GST in the fourth installment the fourth month mm-hmm. um, and some people when they do their planning on buying assets, they like to keep that GST as cash flow. Mm. So often these days, if possible, I like to give clients a commercial loan um, with flexibility if needed um, because there may not be the requirement to repay the, the GST component or, or do a an early repayment to the facility just by nature of what it is. Yep. So also another thing to bear in mind is depending on what you take, there can be exit fees on an asset. So one of the other things to look at with the lending side, not just the types of loans, but the impact of the lending on the asset's life. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to buy a car, yep, you it's just um, professional service, like you or me, we're going yep. to drive around in that car and meet our clients. It's not a workhorse, it's not a ute, yep. but it will probably get kilometers on it. Mm-hmm. And it's likely, depending on our tax planning as well, that we're only going to have that car for three years. And at three years' time, the majority of the depreciation will have been written off. Or potentially all of it under our... Correct. Exactly, right? And we're going to need a new car. But we've taken that asset across five years. Well, that doesn't make sense. This happens all the time Mm. because the repayments are more affordable on five years. Yep than the, the life that you're going to keep the asset for. Yep. So often I would say to clients, uh, how long are you keeping this asset mm. for? And let's make it so that either you have a balloon and at three years, the balloon covers the rough estimate of what we think the car is going to be worth for you to trade it in yep. and get a new one. Yep. Or you need to put in a deposit yeah. to do to reduce that. Um And again, I like businesses keeping their cash where possible in their bank account Mm -hmm. for that rainy day. You just never know. But sometimes Sometimes it makes sense to to improve that loan position. Putting in a deposit or you need to reassess how long you're going to keep this car. And if the only answer to getting the asset now is you need to take longer repayments, is it even worth buying? Yep. Or are you actually in a position to be buying? Correct. Or maybe it's just you need a cheaper car. Exactly. As a professional services, you know, we might like to have the Beamer, but we don't really need Need. the Beamer. Yeah, absolutely. So it comes down to a a need versus want situation. Um, So it's it's really about making sure that the term matches the life of the product. So often it can be beneficial instead of taking a five-year term with no balloon Mm -hmm. or a five-year term with a 20% balloon that clients of mine might take a four-year term with a 40% balloon Mm. but in four years is probably fair because when we're not writing off 100% of the depreciation usually a car is out of depreciation between the three and the four-year mark that's right so that makes more sense if it's a car Mm. um if it's a different type of asset if it's you know a much more expensive asset if it's an excavator that or a drilling 
rig mm-hmm. that's worth $800,000, obviously the lifespan of that asset is going to be a 10 to a 12 year purchase traditionally. Yeah. So um, it, it really comes down to, like we said earlier, that planning around what is mm-hmm. the purpose of the asset and do you actually need it? And then matching the finance to the mm-hmm. needs of your business because the last thing you need to be doing is taking any finance that's then got a substantial break fee because these type of facilities, they charge the interest upfront in that first year yep. and then you pay the principal off. So if you break the loan in the first year, all you've done is pay interest. You don't own that the, the price of the asset hasn't reduced at all. So there's no the point debt. me thinking I'm just going to pay more each month to pay it off a bit quicker. It's not really going to get me there. They don't really work that way because the interest is carded mm. and charged into the facility for the life of the loan. All that will do is get you out of the finance term faster, but it Mm. won't save you any interest. Yep. So you've really got to think about all of these things before we're even going to the loan. Yeah. Mm. And here's the other thing. Tax planning in May is great. Mm. Lots of people don't do it at all. So I love it when it's done in May. But if you are looking at assets and how you're going to plan your business Mm. and move forward, you need to be doing it in March. Yeah, well, if everyone's doing it in May, it doesn't give the brokers a lot of time to get the finance sorted for everyone. Most of the time you need to have it by the end of the financial year, right, for it to qualify because the the rollover doesn't exist. I mean, we had a bit of a change this year because of COVID, but that's not traditionally Mm. our norm. So if you're coming to me at the start of June, you haven't found an asset yet, but you want approval, and you want it settled by the end of the year, there's usually a two to a three week queue. Mm. And if I'm only hearing from you and I don't have your file ready to go at the start of June, it becomes very stressful for all of us. Yep. Um, and a lot of people actually missed out at the end of financial yeah, year last, last year, year because the, they left the, it too late. They left it too late and the backlog with the lenders, it mm. was too big. They just couldn't facilitate the volume that they had coming through. Yeah. I mean, it is always a bit touch and go at that time of mm. year, but COVID last June, July um, was huge volumes. Mm. People were doing the stuff that they hadn't previously done because of COVID, that yep. tax planning, that business planning and strategy, that asset um, purchasing um, for their benefits because of the stimuluses that were available. Yeah. And the other problem we saw last financial year was that those that left it too late to find their workhorse, the vans and the utes, there was a lack of stock. Well, that's the next plan. And, and I think that that issue is probably going to roll into this year from what we're hearing in the there market. There is already an issue in the marketplace yeah. that there is no stock, especially in the trade van space. Yep. Um, in that, um, the Sprinter or the Vito or the... Yeah. So the if you need it in before end of financial year, as you say, you need to start looking in the next month or so. Yep to start getting it arranged so that hopefully you have delivery um, before 30 June. Because that's the other part of these tax write-offs, isn't it, Trudy? Mm. The asset must be held. in your possession yeah. and held before midnight on the 30th? 30th of June. That's something that a lot of people don't realise. You can't just pay for it. Yeah. Just having the contract's not enough. No. Just having paid for it's not enough. You need to actually have that vehicle in your position. Mm. Super interesting, and I'm so glad we're doing this episode because this is the same conversation I have with clients <laughs> every year. Every year about the different types of assets and matching the term of their facility to what the use of the vehicle will be, or how long they plan to have it for, um, what the timing needs to be, and do you actually you need, need the asset? <laughs> mm-hmm. And and look, I, I very often have that question about do you actually need? You know, sometimes I'm coming from a very conservative perspective, but you know. 
there's no point buying this big expensive asset if you can't service it, you can't afford it. You don't actually really need it to add value and to your business. You and you can't get rid of it. And then you can't you get rid to of it. sell it. Exactly right. Because you have to sell it at a loss. Mm. And what happens if you need to sell it at a loss, but you buy an asset for $50,000, mm. you now owe $58,000 because of the interest. Yeah. And you have to sell it, but it's now only worth, no one will give you more than 40 for it. Mm. That gap is called negative equity. Yep. So if you're disposing of the asset, you no longer have the ownership of the asset. That lender cannot keep a charge over the asset. Hmm. Where does the gap come from? Yep. You either need to go and get a business loan or a personal loan to pay out that debt or (laughs) it comes out of cash flow to pay off that debt. Which is never helpful. And that was the whole purpose that you took the loan in the first place was Hmm. to protect your cash flow. So it's about being really smart with your mm. thinking about why you're buying assets and yep. what the purpose is. What the purpose is, you know, make sure that you're looking at secondhand assets. Make sure you're looking at different models and options. Do you really need the top of the range ute when it's actually just going to be a workhorse with dirt thrown in the back of it? Yeah. You know, what is actually appropriate for your business, not just what do you want and what looks pretty? Is your ego writing checks your business can't cash? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's from Top Gun. (laughs) I just edited it a little bit. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's it's super important about, like, all of this stuff. And I think ask the question. Ask your accountant. Get in touch with your broker. Mm. If you don't have one, ring us. Like, at the end of the day, we're happy to answer your questions because it's ultimately for the benefit of your business is that you start thinking about these things. Um, a couple of years ago, I had um, a client that we'd done all of their planning and it worked out they needed to buy three cars across 12 months. Um, and so they did. That was great. That's exactly what they needed. They had a couple of crews going on. That was their expansion plan. And then they went and bought another two. Because? Not through me, through, another, through someone else because they wanted them. Mm. They wanted them. And then what happened? Couldn't service? COVID. Ah. Repayments on five vehicles of the values that they bought. It's probably about 15 grand a month. Yep. So versus seven, seven and a half, eight. Yep. That's a big shortfall to make up when you've got no income coming in because your business has been shut down through no fault of your own. Yep. So it's always really important to look at the longer term impacts Mm -hmm. and what happens if they then decide in two years time that running five crews really wasn't worth it it's too much stress Mm. i'm losing my hair i'm not getting any sleep i don't see my family let's just downsize Mm. the business and try and be more profitable yep now they've got five vehicles when they only need two sounds like the growth that they bought the cars for was not actually a sustainable planned growth correct So once again, we're back at planning out your business Mm. and ensuring that it makes sense to do what you do. Mm. And just because you're having a stellar year doesn't mean you go and spend all your money. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to put some away for that rainy day just in case Mm. you don't have trading income. Yeah. Like a COVID year. And don't get us wrong. We're all for buying new shiny assets. We love them as well. I like looking at them too. Pictures of them even more. We just come at it at a very practical perspective. I think we've seen too many people get themselves into trouble by buying the wrong asset with the wrong loan. Yeah. At the wrong time. 
And I guess the other thing that we haven't touched on, we've talked about really big assets here. As part of your tax planning, it might just be that the asset you need to buy is a $2,000 computer. Yep. Or some um, recording equipment or some new chairs for the office. You know, all of these things still attract the same tax benefits. Presumably, you won't have to go get loans to buy mm-hmm. some of these things. But just because we're talking about big assets doesn't mean you shouldn't also think about some of the smaller ones that you In the same way. Yeah. Do you need that computer? Yeah. Do you need that computer, that iPad, that other computer and that phone? Yeah. You know, or, is it, or is it just that the yeah. latest iPhones come out and you really Correct. want it? Yeah, exactly. So it's that back to that want versus mm. need. So, I mean, one of the other things we wanted to talk about today was should you buy or should you lease? I mean, mm. we did talk a little bit early. I mean, I didn't actually talk about leases. Mm. Leases are a different form um, where the asset still sits on the leases book um, and the leasee makes the repayment. Mm. So... Should you buy or should you rent or lease? Depends on your strategy and your planning. Yeah. What's your stage of growth? Do you just need to test the waters to see if this asset's going to be useful in your business? In which case a six or 12 month lease might be enough for you to figure out that, yes, I really need this or actually this is not going to help my business at all. Um, It might be that it's a piece of specialist equipment. Yep that it's actually difficult to buy, but it's easier to get a lease on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, one of the things is the cost limit. The motor vehicle cost limit. What's it now? Uh, We are at 59,136. 59,136. So that cost limit is the maximum you can actually claim as a deduction for a motor vehicle. So if you had dreams of going and buying that luxury Beamer, 150k car, you can't actually write off the full cost no. of that vehicle. Right so less than half. <laughs> all of a sudden, your business thinking about what is actually the right vehicle Correct. for my business might change. Yeah. And maybe a uh, Holden sedan is actually sufficient for what the needs are, right? What the needs are That's of right. business. So we're back to that. So one thing we didn't actually talk about was lending finance, like mm-hmm. as in, sorry, let me put that in English, mm-hmm. um, about qualifying for your lending or your finance and what you need to do to qualify for your lending. So in the asset finance and, you know, commercial finance space, traditionally the banks like for you to have two years on your ABN. Yep. Okay. They prefer that you're asset backed. Yep. Okay. Um, If you're asset backed, you usually don't need to put down a deposit. And if you're trading for two years, there are some uh, express facilities where you pretty much, especially if you're an existing client with the bank, no real assessment is required in terms of your financial statements. Mm. They just want an, an assessment and a declaration of your ability to make the repayment. Yep. So a lot of businesses fulfill that category. Um, it was removed during COVID and then it was brought back recently because there is strength in the marketplace. But if your business hasn't been trading for two years, 
that's where it starts to get a little bit trickier with um, the types of finance, especially if you're a startup mm-hmm. and then also the types of rates that go with it. And so yeah. when we look at does do you need this asset and does it work for you? It might work if the rate is around five and a half, six percent, but it may not work or make sense if the rate is 15 percent. Well, it might also be that leasing for a short period makes more sense then until you can get your two years up. Correct. And get the better finance. Yeah. If you can though, right? Because Mm -hmm. again, leasing still requires a credit assessment. True. So sometimes you just might need to hire Mm -hmm. the goods and pay the additional cost. Yep. Especially if it's only three months Mm -hmm. to get you in. Because if you're taking a five-year contract on a loan and it's three months until the end of the financial year, when you'll be in in that two-year period of ABN to get a 10% cheaper interest rate across five years yeah yeah it makes sense to maybe pay a little bit more now definitely to hire it until the end of the financial year until you qualify so there's lots of different options and as we always say everyone is very unique in these circumstances yes um but um be aware that if you are a startup business you can have um, a little bit more complication it can definitely be done there are some finances out there that are amazing in this space um so it's just about finding the right home for you with that type of lending Yes, definitely. Yeah. Nice. Any other thoughts on the topic? Not for today. I think it's really just sit back, make that, have, do that, go through that thinking process. Do I need the asset? Is there a benefit to my business, to my tax position to get that asset? Can I pay for it in cash? Do I need to go and get some funding or some borrowings in order to buy yeah. that asset? And if you are thinking of buying some of these larger assets, start thinking now. Really soon, yes. go and speak to February. your accountants and your brokers <laughs> earlier rather than later to give you that lead time to get it done by 30 June. You know, you'll still get the tax benefit if you don't do it till 1 July, but you've got to wait 12 months for it to hit your tax return and get that benefit. So yeah. if you can get it in before 30 June, it's obviously going to have a sooner impact. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in, in normal years as well, that's definitely yeah. the advice you have to have. At the moment, we've got a few little exemptions mm. and extensions on things, but they are not the norm and no. they will not be around forever. No. So get good behavior now. Exactly um, right. Always start, encourage good behavior. And start doing this every year in the February, March bracket yep. um, to make sure that you are good to go by end of financial year here. Yeah. By the way, if you're not sure if your accountant offers tax planning, most of them do. Drop them an email, give them a call and ask them about it. Yeah, it's not necessarily um, something that is included Hmm. by nature. You may need to ask for it. I know it's something that you've always included, which I loved about your service because it's so important um, that it was just on the agenda. Yeah. Um, But yeah, definitely not always... Not always well known, so no. ask for that. So we are out of time for today, guys. If you have any questions, feel free to hit the button and uh, leave us a question. You can actually pre-record it um, in Anchor. You can go into Anchor um, or follow that link through and it allows you to leave us a message. Otherwise, jump onto our uh, Instagram page, yeah. Financial Fofu, and uh, send us a DM. Yeah, we'd love you to share our, our podcast with anyone that you think it might appeal with. We are looking to grow our audience and and hope that you might be able to help us. All right. See you next time. Cheers. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next week. Please, please, please send us, um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers.